your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. VGK wills its way to a fourth straight win as Carrier's seventh game winner does it for the Vegas Golden Knights. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick. It is your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen right here. And you could find us wherever you get your podcast. You could find us on Twitter at LockdownVGK, at TD Chris G, at Tony Dasco, and Lockdown Golden Knights on YouTube. So, Chris. VGK with a third period comeback last night as uh, they defeat the San Jose Sharks 2-1, to a little bit more difficult than they imagined. And uh, William Carrier, let's talk about him from the jump. Seventh game winner, 15th goal of the season. And it was one of those plays where Shea Theodore, remember earlier on in this franchise's history, like say three, four, maybe even five years ago, when they used to play the, the caroms a lot, because those boards right behind the goalie are very lively, very, very extremely lively. I did, uh, I broadcast from there some college hockey games, and it was very, very lively uh, coming off of those boards. Was that an intentional pass by Theodore as he goes behind the net, off the carom, Stevenson, and then nice, great pass to Carrier? In uh, the final seconds of that game, a little over 16 seconds to go. So Gary Lawless and Darren Millard, they, they're they funny, but the, they also come across as like they hate each other at times. And they have some real, actually notable on-air arguments that have actually made some news and things like that. Um, but they, they were fine last night, and they were actually discussing that right after the game was over. And mm-hmm. Gary Lawless right away said that was intentional. And Darren, really? Millard, Darren Millard says... Well, with 16 seconds left, why would you be missing the Nets? And so they were going up and back about it. And here's what Gary Lawless said. Where Here's the mic drop for me. Gary Lawless said he missed, he didn't even hit the trapezoid with the shots, that, you know, three-foot line behind the net. So Gary Lawless is pretty pretty adamant that that was uh, an, an interesting catch by you as well. Gary Lawless was very adamant that it was uh, it was a pass off the board. And it's funny, there's some poetic justice there, right? Because the San Jose Sharks scored a goal the same way against the Golden Knights. I want to say that goal that tied the game or something like that a long, long time ago that knocked us out of the playoffs. So it's kind of interesting they now. They did, but uh, they rarely use that anymore because they used to always uh, use the bank, the carom, because, again, what is it They about? do on dump-ins and passes a lot. They do okay. a lot still. What is you it just about don't notice boards? it as much unless it's a shot on goal. What What is it about those boards that they're so lively? I don't know. You got a 10-ounce puck and ice and – men that can hit the puck hard. I don't know. I mean, it's, um, it's creativity is all it is. You know, there's so much room for creativity and things you can do ways you can get the puck to the net. And there's always a little bit of home cooking, right? I mean, you kind of know how things are going to go at your place versus other places. And, you know, so yeah, you got like, there's places where the Zamboni door, the puck bounces up and stuff like that. You know, it's just a, just a little hometown cooking, you know, Tony, it's all it is. We want to remind you that we're brought to you by FanDuel. It's a perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. VGK, 0 for 7 on the power play last night. Uh, the closest they got was, I think it was PP, 
I just say PP? Uh, power play number seven. Um, I think it was Amadio, Carlson, and Stevenson that almost struck and just copper it just played out of his mind in net last night. Remember, we were telling you about his save percentage was like, like 12.8. He was the <laughs> third worst. He was he was the third worst goaltender in the league. And he just was really standing up and a sign that San Jose wanted to give some sort of an effort. But man, this team, uh, I think they said someone, uh, it was the, the guy that that covers uh, the San Jose Sharks who said it was the 19th time this season the Sharks have given up. They've surrendered a goal in the final minute 19 times. So I mean, a few things here about the power play. The results do matter of the power play. You can't expect to win more games than you're going to lose if you go over seven. Let's get that out there first. Watching a lot of the power plays, and not just the one you mentioned, where your boy hit the post. Actually, Carlson actually hit the post on that power play. You're alluding it was, to. It was a good shot, and you know whatever. Um, but there was a lot of good puck movement, right? I was watching. Um, I, I was doing a, sh- a card show last night, and I also had my phone like right off. So I'm I'm looking ahead as I'm doing my job, but my camera is right here as I'm watching the phone. You know, watching the watching the hockey game. So I was pretty tuned into the hockey game last night. <laughs> Tony doing the. Bruce Cassidy, never mind, sorry. Anyway, um, so there was a lot of good opportunities. There was a lot of good puck movement. There was a good blend of trying to get pucks on net into the traffic areas. At times, the traffic could have been better, but it wasn't. Someone mentioned on our on our Twitter handle, I forgot what the gentleman's name was, but basically, when did we bring Steve Effing Spot back? And that's what it looks like right now. And it wasn't <laughs> that, was that bad. WTF, yeah. It well, that's bad. fine, but it, it wasn't that bad. There was movements. I felt the power play did get momentum at the time. So there's two things a power play has got to do. One, score a goal, or two, get momentum because you might wear out the other team's defense for the next couple of shifts after the power play. So the results are bad. Don't put too much stock into it. Let's see if they can get it right for Saturday against Tampa or next week when they uh, I think they go on the road and play Chicago, then come back against uh, Cal Gary and uh, someone on Saturday night. I don't know, someone. Okay, so in all due respect, San Jose looked like a team that yes. just they did not want to didn't they didn't want to play an OT period. And and I think they gambled a little bit too and they felt as though I mean, what's one point going to do for that team, right? Nothing, absolutely nothing. So I felt as though they might have uh, quit and shout out to the one announcer uh, who called uh Barabanov Miramanov last night. That was pretty <laughs> cool. That was one of the highlights of the night. Um, and he's the player that uh, scored the goal uh, for the Sharks. And yesterday, when uh, Bruce Cassidy was sizing up the game, Chris, he was talking about VGK working on drawing penalties. And he said that they're pretty strong on their feet, the VGK. And last night, I think they started, they might have flopped in some instances. I think they embellished a couple of calls. Okay, High sticking, you always embellish. High sticking, if that puck is anywhere near, near your head, <laughs> you 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 tilt your head back, you look up to the rafters, and you just, yeah, that that's, that's a new thing. I, I hate that, but whatever. Right, and VGK, uh, which had a really good first period with 14 shots on goal. Second period, they could only muster the, their first shot on goal came with about seven minutes remaining it was in the second period. So is this going to be a continuation of the drought? Why don't teams defend VGK 
there at the blue line the way the Sharks did last night to kind of neutralize them. So they could never get their speed and momentum going. Well, listen, the Sharks get up for games, or at least they try to when they play the Golden Knights. Let's start there. It's no different than when I was a diehard Blackhawk fan in the early 2000s. Blackhawks sucked all year long. It's not a house to say it. They sucked. But Detroit comes to town, who was good, riding that like 17 or 18-year playoff uh, streak, whatever that was. Might even been longer than that. And Detroit comes to town, you can bank on a close game or a Blackhawks winner. So, listen, the Sharks, they are what they are, but they also do get up for the rivalry games, as do any team. So, I'm not going to put a lot of stock into the fact that Vegas didn't route them last night's. Definitely not going to overthink that. And, you know, listen, Timo Meyer, you know he wanted to go out there and have a good game. You know Eric Carlson wants to go out there and have a good game because something's going to happen with one or both of them sooner than later. And VGK also wants to kind of send a message, too. I I alluded on the show yesterday and on Twitter when Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen went against Tony Kukoc before it was common knowledge they were going to sign him in the Olympics. They beat the crap out of him. They just punished him. They punished him the entire game, and then now he's, he becomes a bull later and, of course, a couple more championships and the rest is history. But, you know, the, the game was feisty last night. Timo Meyer was even mixing up a little bit, and you saw uh, some of the other Sharks kind of trying to get out there. And Colasar takes a took a pretty big hit, too, and Howden goes into his defense. So it was a fun rivalry game. I want to read something here really fast. So, first of all, here's a list of just random players. Alex Tuck, Jason Robertson, Austin Matthews. Jack Hughes, Taylor Hall, David Pasternak, Sidney Crosby, Sebastian Ajo. William Carrier has more game-winning goals than all of them. <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl, nine game-winning goals. Kyle Connor, eight game-winning goals. Will- Connor McDavid, they actually have William Carrier's name above Connor McDavid's name, who both have seven game-winning goals along with Braden points. So I don't know what's happening here with William Carrier, but this is just such a fun story watching what he is doing out there. And the fact that they put Carrier out there of all the players on this lineup and Carrier's earned it. Like I'm not at all saying he doesn't earn it, but if all the firepower on this lineup, when there's 18 seconds on the clock, William Carrier is the one that coach tosses out there and it pays off. And it's just such a fun ride watching what William Carrier is doing this season. Okay. Any commentary on Larsa Pippen hooking up with MJ son too? While you're at what? It? Never mind. Sorry, I, 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 don't, I don't follow them on, on TMZ and Instagram and wherever else you, you get your stuff from. And I'm, I am the stuff on TMZ, remember? My head looks like a balloon. Uh, coming up next, we're going to preview VGK against Tampa as uh, the Tampa Lightning come into town. They had a day off here yesterday, and so uh, we'll get into all that. We return right here in this rigged league on Locked On Golden Knights. <laughs> Looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all that fat and calories? Of course, then you have to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and our goal is to eat a little bit healthier this year. And if you are like me and like Chris, you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, then man, oh, man, you really have to try Built Bars because they're seriously so delicious, you won't think that they are good for you. And again, perfect for the New Year's resolution still. Uh, maybe we'll check in on Chris's resolutions here in a few. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. And we're not sure how they do it, but it really does taste good. Only 130 calories, folks, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. 
And now you don't need to wait to get a box of Built Bars for years. We've been sending you to Built.com. And uh, now you can go to your local Walmart. That's right. Now available at Walmart and Sam's Club. And again, you could pick up the four bar uh, box, cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs. Again, uh, go to Walmart and it's right near the pharmacy section if you're looking for it. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in. The 13 bar box is there. And again, it's brownie batter and churro. And you could thank us later. Once again, go to built.com or race, race to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. Thank you so much for doing that. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. And the Tampa Bay Lightning, Chris, uh, they were here yesterday as uh, we checked out their social media. They were at the racetrack driving exotic cars. Um, it's got to be a little dangerous to do that, right, in season anyway. Um, and then they were on the golf course. I think um, someone got them on Shadow Creek or something. It looked really nice out there. But let's talk about this uh, Tampa Bay Lightning team coming off of back-to-backs on Tuesday and Wednesday. They beat the Avs, and then they lost to Arizona one to nothing. Uh, this is a team on this road swing that also, Chris, has beaten Dallas. And uh, they lost. Uh, they split, actually, back-to-back shootouts. They had two shootouts there. They won the one in Colorado, and they lost the game in Arizona. So here's something that's kind of hard to understand, and Tony, you always love pointing out scheduling quirks, and you kind of did already. After the All-Star break, in 10 calendar days, the Tampa Bay Lightning played six games. That's, I don't understand, and with two back-to-backs. Stupid. I don't understand, like, Rick. that's just, that's tough scheduling. And the it's Golden Knights Rick. were the beneficiary of um, uh, who they have on the second leg of their, they played Minnesota, who played the second game of back-to-back, and Minnesota just pooped the bed on that game because they were just really tired and, you know, so it's just, I mean, I don't understand why they're putting teams through that after the all-star break. You know, you got to get the legs back and stuff. And and now they got some time off in Vegas. They're nice and relaxed. Maybe they're going to be too relaxed coming in. And maybe that's why they, the NHL gave them the extra half hour, because this is a 7.30 start instead of a 7 o'clock start. But listen, Tampa is Tampa, and they're going to they're gonna be there in the end. I was going through their roster. I know Pierre-Edouard Bellemare is 37 years old. I had no idea he was that up there in age. Um, but anyway, we're going to see belly back. And when you go to hockey reference, like that's where I go when I preview the, the games, no injuries to report for Tampa. Must be nice. Must, Must be, be nice. Really nice. Must yeah. be nice. But, um, you know, just Corey Perry comes back. That's, uh, that's the vintage rat. That's always opinion. fun. Oh, I yeah. love Corey Perry. He's so much fun. Kucherev, 78 points. That guy is just a frigging beast. Braden points got 60. Stamco still doing it at 58 points. Maybe we'll get lucky. Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll get lucky. We won't get Vasilevsky, but even Brian Elliott. Yes, Tampa Bay. The Tampa Bay Lightning do have a backup goalie. It's like trying to name the Kansas City Chiefs punter. They do have a backup goalie in Brian Elliott, who's 9-3-2. A 2-9-0 goals against, so he's getting a little more supports when um, when he's out there in net for a record like that. I mean, go on and on. Listen, Tampa is a powerhouse. Tampa is still a gold standard as far as modern-day you know, clubs. I mean, in the in the first part of the post lockout era, it was the it was the Chicago Blackhawks, right? Finding a way to get three cups in a in six 
or seven seasons, just found a way to continue to put great teams out there. Tampa Bay is the second part of that right now. So a lot of, I mean, even Tampa even started when the, you know, they, the Chicago Blackhawks beat them in one of the Stanley Cup finals that they won. So Tampa, like I said, gold standard, they're going to be a tough out no matter what the situation is. This is our first measuring stick since the All-Star break, Tony. This is the first time we get a true playoff slash Stanley Cup contending team. Let's see how VGK goes out there and what goalie are they going to put out there? I mean, they're Aiden Hill. They're riding the Aiden Hill train all of a sudden, right? Yeah, it's going to be Brossois. Oh, all of a sudden he's out of the doghouse, right? I don't think I don't think it's Brossois. I think it's Aiden you think Hill. Think they're just going to go with the hot hand? Like I think they're going to go with Aiden Hill. I think Tuesday in Chicago is when uh, Brossois gets his first start. And you know, you mentioned that. Maybe I'm going to steal your thunder here in a second, Tony. But you said out of the doghouse, right? Bruce Cassidy and trusting goalies. This is notable because Aiden Hill was not trusted for a long period of time. It was clear as day by some of the starts and what they did. And now Brossois comes into the roster. Brossois is ready. He is undoubtedly ready to play right now. He is in game shape. He's worked his tail off in the AHL for this moment. He could have come in the day he was called up and he would have been a serviceable netminder. The fact that he's not going out there yet, that should tell you something about Cassidy. And is this good long-term for Aiden Hill? That's another, you know, we can go a long way. Maybe this is a sign that Logan Thompson might only be gone for a couple of weeks. Uh, and Cassidy just, he stopped short of giving any kudos last night to Aiden Hill. He more or less talked about the defense in front of him. And then he said, you make the big saves, you know, when you need to and all of that. But uh, he just plays mind games with, with Aiden Hill. There's no doubt. Uh, this is a Tampa team that is third in the Atlantic division and in third place, Doesn't they are 14 me. points behind Boston. That's uh, that juggernaut uh, again in Beantown. And uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning, you've got Nikita Kucherov, 78 points. Yeah. 78 points. Braden Point, 32 goals and 60 points. 32 goals. And then Vasilevsky, um, who got the night off in Arizona, he'll be back. And he has that 92% save percentage. And this is the time of year. Uh, where we see Vasilevsky really start to uh, just get stronger in that. I think that this is that time of year where they're going to start getting a lot of points because they're going to get good goaltending. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is what a, and similar to the Golden Knights, guys, this is what a veteran roster does. They might just kind of hang out for a little bit, right? They might just kind of hang out, do their thing, find ways to hang out and keep themselves in a playoff position. And then the deeper the season gets, they turn the Jets on a little bit. Not the Winnipeg Jets. They turn their Jets on a little not bit. Not the New York Jets. Yeah. Not the, no, definitely not the who. Are they a trade for Justin Fields? Anyway, another conversation for another, another time. Another conversation. Larsa <laughs> Pippen. Larsa Pippen. Oh, there we go. So just like the Golden Knights, right? They're turning on. They know how to win these big, important games as the games gets much more magnified as far as the playoffs go. So, you know. If the Golden Knights can go out there and take it to Tampa, and the Golden Knights have had good actually results against Tampa at home, some wonderful games. One of their first uh, late game uh, heroics uh, in season one, Shea Theodore scores late to win the game. So maybe uh, we'll get some more of that. I actually remember that this so well. So Shea Theodore scores, I think, like four seconds left on the clock in season one against Tampa. Uh They zoom in on Theodore celebrating on the glass. And there's like these two Tampa Bay fans just with their heads down, shaking their head, just completely upset. And that just still sticks out to me. If you can find that highlight on YouTube somewhere, you'll see what I'm talking about. I'm going to tell you about that game. It's memorable for me. So my man, Coach Rick, 
from Finley Toyota hooked me up and one of my friends with tickets. Their tickets, their seats are right behind the net, a little bit off to the right, about six rows back. Okay. okay? And we see Theodore and everyone just jumps out of their seat as his stick is back. I could see it in slow motion. And we're all like, he's going to score. You could see it happening. And then the place just erupts. So we were right behind the goal there in uh, that season, season one, right? Season one, uh, where uh, Theodore scores that goal in the final seconds. It was insane. And that place just erupted. But it's that funny because that was my time. reaction Saturday against Sunday against Anaheim. Super but I'm Bowl not Sunday, a fanboy. When Theodore scores. Exciting. I'm not a fanboy. It was just exciting. It was just exciting. You can be, uh, a, you, you can, you can enjoy a hockey game, Tony, and not consider yourself a fanboy. It's okay. You can okay, enjoy the game. Fan. You can have I was fun. A fan there at the game at a hockey. You can be game. a fan man. Tony. To, you can be a fan man. Back when I used to like this team, actually. Uh, so, zero for twenty-four. Tampa comes in. The power play will be the key. Zero for twenty-four for the Tampa Bay Lightning and VGK coming off of that vintage zero for seven power play performance. The last time they scored a power play goal, I think you were like fifteen years old or something. Last time. Last time VGK scored a power play goal was against Arizona. That's quite a while ago now. It's, uh, we're talking about diehard night here. Free admission to any fan who was alive the last time the goal. It's got a power play goal. Major League. <laughs> Major anyway. League. I know. Uh, coming up next, we've got What the Friday. And save all of your vintage takes for that. It all comes your way next right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back on Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. We come to you from Las Vegas. And Monday through Friday, you could find us here in our podcast, free and available wherever you get your podcast. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel. And Chris, I'm sure as part of our WTF, you must be so happy uh, not to see Tony in Technicolor today or bobbing up and down. I'm no longer a meme today. This is so much fun. It's the, this is um this is this is groundbreaking. This is um this is strange. I don't know if this is going to help or hurt our views, but um we'll find it'll out. Hurt. I guess. Yeah, it'll hurt. They liked me bouncing around because they could get they more memes. It. Yeah. Uh, so uh, again, what the Friday, and uh, we talk about things good or bad. WTF uh, that happened with VGK this past week, or anything in the sporting world or hockey. I mean, we get off the rails. Can I start? I just want to start about. February is Black History Month. Black History Month. It's not Black History Day. VGK, again, and the NHL across the board, they do not support minorities. I'm sorry, man. Hockey's for everyone? No, it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. This should be an entire month celebration. Even if they, I was going to say sort of fake it, they should still do something throughout the course of the month to celebrate Black History Month because the NHL, as we know it, is predominantly white, like 98%, and they need to be more diverse in what they do and everything they do. And so they celebrated it last night. Okay, that's awesome. And then they had these special jerseys. That's great. And then uh, Keegan Colasar is going to be playing um, rollerball hockey or something down at the Doolittle Center. Awesome. But this is something, again, to promote diversity in a sport that it's all white and they have an opportunity and I think, and it's late in the month. And so they do this one day celebration and they check the stinking box WTF WTF. Okay. Uh, I, I hear what you're saying. I definitely understand that. And was that a little harsh? No, it's, I get what you're saying, Tony. I do. I'm not, 
I don't want to get too deep into it, but I understand what you're saying. And I'm not, uh, I'm not fighting you any bit on what you're saying right there by any means. Um, so last night, this is kind of interesting here. Vital Vegas. Everyone knows Vital Vegas, right? They make uh, their yeah. living, sort of speak, off of um, some sarcastic Vegas news. But there's some meat, some meat on the bone to the things that they say. So they put a tweet out last night. I found this interesting. It was T-Mobile Arena was half full last night, the Sharks game, but nobody's talking about it. Now, I wasn't at the game, so I can't give you an accurate portrayal. But what I can do is tell you every game I've covered lately, whether I'm on the media side or if I am on the fan side, I do about 50-50. I go, I, I've been shooting my, my camera around the upper and lower bowl. There's been a lot of empty seats at these games. Now, in the middle of the season, the team was doing bad. I get that. I go to a lot of midweek games, so that certainly plays into it as last night may have played into it. You got the drop of cannon nonsense going on. This is all valid things, but this is also NHL hockey on Las Vegas Boulevard. And in seasons one, two, and even three into the COVID season, there were no empty seats in that arena. There were zero empty seats in that arena. And there are many games where there are large pockets of seats open. The Super Bowl game, whatever. I'm not even going to, we already talked about that. A lot of empty seats for that game. But games that shouldn't have empty seats or too many empty seats, there's tons of empty seats. You can go on access before the game, get tickets sometimes for 10, 15, 20 bucks. I know because I personally sold mine for them, sold mine for that much because they just, people aren't buying the tickets the way they used to. So Vital Vegas, sure, there, there's some sarcasm. It was not 50% full and there were some fun comments on there that I um, found a little bit interesting. But point being is Vital Vegas is also onto something right now. So WTF, Vegas Golden Knights, your arena is not 100% full every single night. That should be a concern right now. Right. And if they say 17,000 fans, that doesn't mean that that there's that many in the arena. They go by the ticket count and what we're right. sold. So just to be honest there. Yep, exactly. Um, we've got some really good fan reactions. Uh, we've got Cricket Whistle. Um, WTF is this WTF is this Bill Foley because Arizona and San Jose won't let VGK have the shiny new toys. Jacob, of course, Chikrin and Timo, of course, Meyer, uh, because why would they WTF? Listen, they'll make Bill Foley pay for it. And if there's one thing Vegas has a history of, it's willingness to pay and at times overpay. Now, if you win a Stanley cup, are you overpaying? Eh, maybe not, but that's, I think what we're referencing there. Um, WTF Vegas Golden Knight fans. You can't win every single game five to one or seven to nothing, even against the San Jose Sharks. Yes, the power play was what it was last night, but there are people out there that are all of a sudden now forgetting that we're on a four game winning streak after struggling mightily leading into the All Star break. And just because we barely escaped. You know, going to overtime against the San Jose Sharks, people are getting all weird and and goofy about that. WTF VGK fans, relax. It's a four game winning streak. Four to one counts the same as it does two to one, one to nothing. Overtime, it doesn't matter. It's a win. It's a four game winning streak. Smile and enjoy it. Hopefully, Saturday we can have a little better game and do better than 0 for 7 on the power play. WTF is this fool's gold? Is this fool's gold for VGK coming out of the shoot? With I'll tell you Saturday. I'll tell you Saturday, Tony. 
first nine games. You said first nine games, they're four through it. They've passed the test so far. So far, can they go 0 and 5 the next five? Um, we're accustomed to some craziness with this team. Uh, Chuck Dickerson says, uh, we have to be better on the power play. We've got the shooters, but there is rarely anyone in front to knock in the rebound. They're missing the Mark Stone bumper. We're missing Mark Stone. We are, right? Like in a major way. Yes. And you could see that. That's where he's, I think, most evident uh, that he's missing here for VGK. Tommy Vegas, WTF, is with this power play again. He called it PP, which I'd much rather say power play. Um, Sholey, 0 for 7 power play. I have no words. WTF for sure. So Process most of the dismay, results, people relax. Yeah, most of the dismay from the fans is due to the power play lack thereof uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. How are they doing on the PK? I haven't looked. Do you? Do you? Do you, do you know? Are you setting me up? Because I don't know honestly what, what the stats you up. say. Yeah, no, I think that they have uh, let in a few goals of late after okay. we were giving them praise. Uh, but again, another opportunity to get better. Um, the power play is going to come back and bite them. And the first team that scores a power play goal in the game against Tampa, or the only team that scores a power play goal at this pace, uh, will be the eventual winner. It's time for us to have our predictions and, of course, our locks. I got one more. I got one more. I got one more. I got one more WTF. I got one more. WTF. One more. WTF, dude. Really fast. All right. We said it doesn't have to be Vegas hockey, right? So here we go. The Vegas Vipers, XFL. Ticket prices. What are we doing here? They're advertising you can get $20 season tickets if you buy everything. But when you go on any place looking for single game tickets, 50, 60, 70 bucks what? to see an XFL team. Now, no. Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. Maybe I'm wrong. Listen, someone correct me if I'm wrong and I'll, and I'll take it all back. But really fast here 50, 60, 70 bucks to see the Vegas Vipers. XFL, in my opinion, is the fifth best football league. In North America, behind the NFL, behind the USFL, behind the CFL, behind NCAA football. And, oh, by the way, they had open tryouts. And they play a Cashman Field. Like 15, 20 bucks, me and my son were in. I will go check out as many games as I can as my schedule allows. I'm not buying season tickets. I'm not committing to that nonsense. But I will, for 15 or 20 bucks, go to every single game I can. For 50 or 60 bucks, 100 bucks for us? No. It's Cashman Field for crying out loud. So Vegas Vipers, good luck in the league that's folded now, I think, three times already. And now we're at Cashman trying to chart. Just stop it. I'd rather just stop it. Just good luck. Godspeed for 50, 60 bucks a game. I'm out. Okay. But on the other side, because I met with this team, okay. uh, they are going to have affordable concessions. So it might bounce out, but I didn't know that the ticket prices for games. This could be season ticket people just taking a shot right now too, Tony. And that's why I put a qualifier. If I'm wrong, so be it. I'll eat it. The better game is going to be in the skies because, again, they're flying out of Arlington, Texas, every team. And uh, we're going to have the Vipers traveling with another team. And after a game, when both sides are pretty heated, they better have like some bodyguards in the middle there. The Rock might want to be on that flight to kind of break things up. He'll handle it. Okay, so that's going to be entertaining. And uh, I'll, we'll check on those prices, of course, and let you know. And we thank everyone for tuning in. From a man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. We'll be back again on Monday right here. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Go again to our YouTube channel, Locked on Golden Knights, and please subscribe. 
And I'm Tony Kardaskov, Chris Garlick. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll see you on Monday right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.